Coming up in this episode, we'll be talking about not just nonsense, but some of the things we like about riding in the Ozarks. Right around the corner. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, before I told you that Heartland Honda in Springdale was the first level five Honda powerhouse in Arkansas. Now, what that means is that Heartland Honda is a very exclusive dealership. You see, you have to meet several standards and then maintain them in order to become a level five Honda powerhouse dealer. Like red level certified techs, adequate model representation, training and facility requirements, and be an exclusive Honda dealer. God, there's a lot of stuff you've got to do, but they do it at Heartland Honda. So if you want the very best, be sure to check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. Put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417-333-3333. Brad's a physician, he's a surgeon, and a lawyer. You know, nuts on the road, they may not be watching out for you, and they're probably not. So after the show, check them out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save this number, 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, and he rides too. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. As always, with me is Randall Tex Cobb Lewis. <laughs> what up, Skin? How are you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing amazing. Mother's Day was yesterday as uh, the recording time of this. And uh, what'd you do? Uh, I put my apron on, my high heels, wore a thong, and paraded around the house. You know. Your mom loved it, I'm sure. Another <laughs> <laughs> well, too before. <laughs> you got the stink eye from your dad. Yeah, he's just jealous. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So did you get to do any riding this week besides uh, shop bikes? Uh, Yeah, shop bikes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, dude, I'm slamming right now. But I did put a couple hundred miles on just test riding, more than what a lot of other people can say. But other than that, unfortunately, I've got one of my bikes tore apart right now. The big um, wheel? Yeah, the big wheel. Why? I'm doing some big time motor. Oh, decided you wanted to run. Shit, son. Run better is what I should say. What are you doing to it? Now, see, I got this idea. It's an 88 cubic inch motor. You know, a lot of guys aren't getting huge horsepower numbers or anything out of it. Um, so what I'm doing to mine is SNS makes a hundred inch kit for, you know, traditionally a lot of guys are like, Oh, you can only go to a 95. Well, I went to a hundred inch kit. So it's big bore, big bore pistons. Um, I'm running like 10 and a half to one compression on them. I've swapped my heads out for 103 heads, a little bit bigger valves, a lot bigger lift on the stock springs. They flow a lot better too than a, an 88, which a lot of guys are like, well, it's the same CCs, same combustion chamber. Yeah, it is. But on 10 and a half to one compression on my 85 cc heads, flow better. Plus, they've got automatic compression releases in them. 
So instead of drilling them out by the spark plug and showing everybody that it's a little bit more performance, I've hidden it. I've got a way to run the automatic compression releasers off, off a start button, honestly. So when I hit the button, they decompress. Bike starts when I let off the button, you know, automatically close up. Nothing extra in it. So for those of us that are not mechanically inclined to just uh, dumb it down a little bit, you make it go faster. Yeah, go faster, sound better. Um, a lot of guys think I'm absolutely retarded for this, which I don't really I don't give think a shit. it's just for that. Well, I'm taking my injection system off and going to carbureted. Oh, that's stupid. I that's think. what everybody and says. I'm not a mechanic. Nah, no, 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 man. I love carbureted vehicles, um, motorcycles particularly. A lot of a lot of different reasons why. One, they are easier, or not necessarily easier, but more economical to tune. You talk about changing jets at five dollars a jet, or buy a freaking $600 tuner. Yeah, I can retune it after that. But without doing dyno pulls, you're not optimal tuning. You know what? It's it, You're probably right with regards to my reasoning for thinking that's dumb. If you're doing a lot of cross-country riding where you're going up in high elevations mm -hmm. and then back down to low elevations, mm -hmm. a carbureted bike is not ideal. Eh. Now, if you're staying in the same elevation, you know, theoretically, I mean, you know, around the Ozarks and you're not getting way up high. Yeah. Then I guess that would be all right. There's ways. I mean, there's some certain things I can do with a carburetor that makes it so much easier. Like they make what's called a thunder jet. And what it is, is basically I have a needle screw on the bowl that now I can richen it up or lean it out just by the main jet on it. And that's just simple as turning a knob. So there's that. I'm obviously running a big set of cams into it now. On my big wheel, I'm full air ride, so front and back. So something I've done to hide an air tank without being the same as everybody else is I took a stock header off of like a late 90s, early 2000s touring bike. They've got what's called a split manifold on the back. One piece of pipe goes to the left side, and then there's a right side of that back cylinder that goes down to the same exhaust manifold header, you know, head pipe that comes off the front cylinder. So what I've done is cut the left side of the exhaust off, made it a two into one, but then my whole left side exhaust is my air tank. Now, you've done this before. I have. It is a pretty cool idea. Yeah, everybody looks at it it's like, oh, it's just a stock bike, stock head pipe, stock whatever, but my left side is fake. It's, it's all my air tank. So it's pretty cock little setup. You know, a lot of guys don't notice it until I explain it to them, and then they think it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, but for now, I'm doing away with that, going to run a true dual set of exhausts on it just to, to get market it yeah dude i tell you what as far as marketing goes like i had a guy call me from new jersey if you guys were following or if you remember i know you remember craig i did that old panhead with a cfm auto clutch on it well he calls me up saying he followed the video on youtube was amazed with the bracket that i built for it wait a minute wait a minute somebody actually watched our video i think so at least one guy did so that one guy okay. so he hit me up to start manufacturing this one bracket and i told him i said hey that bracket is dope i mean it's cool but i'm thinking about taking it off and i've got another thing devised in the works to put onto the clutch the where you don't have to have a bracket well then it just blew his mind he was just absolutely enamored by it and he's like i'll buy it as soon as you get that thing done i'll buy it and he contacted russ mitchell at exile choppers out in california who runs and sells these CFM auto clutches, and they always do this plain Jane dumbass bracket on it. And he goes, he was talking to him and said that he doesn't have any other bracket for it. That's all he does. So there's a big niche, I guess, for this bracket that I had built and or a new revised setup that I want to run. 
Anyway, side note. No, that's what this particular episode <laughs> is all about. Just whatever comes to your mind. Yeah, yeah. I, on the other hand, shifting gears, did not get to ride at all this week. And I'm cheesed about it. Why? Was it because it was below 60 degrees? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fair weather, guys. Last week, last Sunday, I uh, was doing some rearranging in the living room. And was gra- I grabbed one of my stereo speakers and was going to move it over to the other side of the room. And I stepped backwards and tripped over something that was... <laughs> you didn't little... have your walker? No, I didn't. Oh. I-, I was feeling spry that day. Yeah. You rat bastard. <laughs> That's what I'm and good And fell for. ass over tea kettle over the coffee table and everything and just gouged the living shit out of my leg. Oh, man. And it, it was bad. And today's the first day it's been really good. So to celebrate, I'm going to go out and mow the lawn. Yeah, buddy. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice to go for a ride? Well, it's supposed to start raining this afternoon and rain all damn week. And not just a drizzle. Like yeah, a five storm. inches, and, yeah, and that's probably. a lot of rain. Toad strength. So, yeah, I'm in a little bit of a sucky mood. The only thing that would have made that story better is if you would have been like, well, man, I, I jetted down to Tijuana for the weekend, got in a little bar fight, got slashed. So, you know, Tijuana's dirty, so i got to be careful. As opposed to, I was moving some stuff in the living room and fell over my floral coffee That's where table. you got age coming in. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Freaking murder she wrote got dangerous that week. It's been 35 years since I've been in a bar fight, so I'm too old. I just sit on my front porch with a uh, rocking chair and a... Yeah. A twig you can whittle on. Some peach moonshine and... Yeah. Listening to old country. Yelling at the kids, you get off my damn lawn. Uh-huh. People drive by too fast. Except I'm so rural out here, there are no kids <laughs> going by. And it's all other old people sitting on their porch watching you, watching them. Yeah. If I had neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which, that's one of the great things about riding in the Ozarks is seeing all these, you know, country bumpkins sitting on their porch whittling away as you cruise by on your bike. That's right. You know, if you like people watching, come to the Ozarks. We got some interesting folks. Here. That is true. I mean, that was one of the fun things about riding the back roads of the Ozarks. Yeah. Is you never know what you're going to see oh, heck going no, around dude. the corner. You know, I was just riding a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I come up on a trailer house with a mobile home. Let me let me back up. A trailer house, mobile home, with a camper on top of it with a deck off the camper. Like, that's some stuff you don't see every day. Like, it literally, they added onto their mobile home, manufactured home, with a tongue on it. Yeah, you can pull it behind your truck. With an RV camper on top of it, axle still there, and there was a deck off the camper. Like, you can access that camper from inside the trailer house. Well, here's Hillbilly for you, and I know <laughs> you have had to seen this because it's local out of Urbana. I've seen it. I haven't seen it for a while. I was a high school kid. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking on, about. And he had a sedan, mm-hmm. and he didn't, uh, he was going to uh, hillbilly rig an air conditioning unit, so he stuck an air conditioning unit in the back window hanging out. Yep. A household air conditioning yep. unit, <laughs> kind you'd put in your window at, at, at your trailer. Uh-huh. And then strapped a generator. Was it strapped to the on the bumper he made up? No, it was on the top of the car. On the top of the car, a generator. To run the AC unit. To run the AC unit. <laughs> yep. That actually, was funny. Actually, it's one of my buddies who did that. Um, really? He is, yeah, he is in high school. Oh, yeah, actually, he's graduated now. But, uh, yeah, man. So the AC went out in his car. So he, he's an HVAC guy, and his dad is an HVAC guy. So they took a house unit, 
fashioned it out to the outside of the window, duct tape, all that crap, strapped it onto the door and the hood, uh, was running it off an inverter, and it wasn't good enough. So why the hell not just throw a generator on it, right? Well, sure, that seems logical. Getting gas for your car, might as well get gas for a generator. Exactly. <laughs> so then he put it on top of it and plugged it in. And it worked fine. Oh, man. Yes, it did. Nice cold AC. <laughs> you well, know, you never bit. know what you're going to see riding around the yeah. Ozarks. You know, everybody used to think that the hillbillies were the ones with big longhorns strapped to their hood, you know, like oh, yeah. Dukes of Hazard style, Boss Hoss. But no, man, that's that's high class for around here. And I've mentioned before a few episodes back coming around the corner and seeing a big 200, 300 pound big hog in the middle of the uh-huh. road. Yeah. And that's something else, you know, we've got, I know a handful of people, you know, we're in cattle country. It isn't anything for a farmer to own property on both sides of the road. They'll just shut that prick down so he can move his cattle across the highway. Yeah. They'll, they'll just load up tractors in the middle of the road and herd their cattle across the highway. So, you know, if you come up on that, it's like coming up on a train in the city. You're stuck for a little bit. That's all there is to it. We're making it sound like we're just a bunch of backwoods, and we kind of are, but we can read and write, and some of us even got a college education. Yeah, emphasis on the I. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody around here is just good people. Yeah. They're great people, especially all over the Ozarks, you know, Arkansas, which Arkansas gets a bad rap. But, you know, there's good, simple people around. Nobody's in such a big hurry. Nobody's up your butt about, you know, every little thing. You know, it's just easy living, good folk around here, not in a hurry about anything, which is great. But also sometimes it's bad when you're when you're wanting to rip and they're doing 45 and you're like, this is ridiculous. That isn't even close to the speed limit. Yeah. But it's still pretty cool. I mean, you get to see a lot of different things. You know, it makes you, sometimes it makes you slow down just to take in the sights. You know, in the Ozarks, we've got so much river bottoms, flats. To, you know, you go down into Arkansas, you got the Ozark Mountains. Like, there's so much to take in that it's worth slowing down for and enjoying what is going on. You know, we, we're coming up on, we're springtime here, so everything's got blossom on it. The trees are green. The wind is cool. So, you know, it's a whole different feeling from the freaking Satan's balls hot of summer where it's smoultry, humid, and you don't want to breathe. So That's actually the time that I prefer not to ride. When it's super hot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before you even get out to your bike and get on it, you know, it's 110 and You've sweat 90% everything. humidity. Yeah. Just think what it's going to be like on the, fl- on the blacktop. Yeah. But every single day I get emails from people out of the area. Mm-hmm. Wanting to know what's the best ride. Where can we go? What would you recommend that we would go? You know, not knowing the area. And, you know, it's such a hard answer. Yeah. Because like on OzarkRides.com, there are no bad maps. If it's a bad ride, the map isn't there. Because what's the point? Right. Right. I mean, it's like, God, how do you answer these people? You want to be, you try to answer it and get more information, but. You know, there's a lot to see and do around the Ozarks, especially on the back of two wheels. For sure, man. And it's so much better and so much more enjoyable on two wheels. You know, like you say, you get to take in the sights, the sounds, the smells. The scenery looks different on a motorcycle than it does, you know, in a car or something. It is great as far as that goes. What I find tough, because people come in the shop and ask the same stuff, you know, what's the best riding around? Where's the best place to go? And I find that it relates to your personality. You know, do you like twisties? Do you like straight rides? Do you like scenery? Do you like the bar scene? What is it that you like? You know, picking a ride in the Ozarks. Shit, we've got we got something for everybody here, you know? 
there's always somewhere to go, always somewhere to something to see, something to do. Are you familiar with the Devil's Elbow area? A little bit. They had a biker bar over there, kind of a bar barbecue place mm-hmm. right there by the bridge that goes across the Devil's Elbow down in Missouri. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, go to OzarkRides.com and on Missouri maps, you'll find uh, the Devil's Elbow map, a couple of ride maps. But it recently, well, recently, in, in the last, within the last year, closed permanently. Real sad to That's see. That's an old boy, no? Yeah. I mean, they had an outdoor patio. It was great. They catered the bikes. Yeah. Uh, any given weekend, you can pull up there, and there would be 50, 60-plus bikes. That, those uh, are great establishments. And they had food that was that was worth eating. <laughs> you mean not like at the old punch, Pump and Munch or something yeah, like that? exactly. Yeah. I hope somebody opens it back up. It'd be it's sweet, just uh, not just a couple of miles east of St. Robert's off of 44 and off of the old Route 66. Now, if you look on the on the ride map and decide you want to take this ride, the part that you have to ride that takes you on Route 66, you're going to have to go slow. It is paved in the strictest sense of the idea, but it's paved with the old <laughs> concrete from the old highway, and it will tear your bike up if you try to go at speed. See, that's the catch-22, like Route 66. How sweet is that whole route, you know, start to finish? But unfortunately... To keep nostalgia, they don't do upkeep entirely on it in the rural area. You know, I was talking to Cindy last night, actually, about Route 66. We saw something on TV, and I thought, people come from all over the world mm-hmm. to cruise Route 66. How much money yeah. could they make if they fixed that road? Oh, man. The yeah. road is horrendous. It's so bad, I won't even ride it anymore. The bad thing is, is it's bad in spots. And I don't mean just this spot we're talking about by the Devil's Devil. This spot that you have to ride is only like a mile long, a mile and a half long. Yeah. It's nothing. You can do that. But just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's forgotten for some reason, but. But yet know, they still promote it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like crazy. Come Shoot. ride Route 66. Well, if you're in a Cadillac, that's great. The bad thing is, is like Springfield has done a whole lot in the past couple of years to really promote Route 66. They have And indeed. it goes through there. Well, their section of it and their small stretch or whatever, they've done amazing stuff to try to make that route just great for everybody and anybody. But the problem is, is you get outside of that and then it goes to hell again. And then you get to another area where tourists or people are wanting tourists to come in and see it and they've redone it. So it's kind of a hit and miss situation of what's good, what's bad, where is it good, where is it bad. But you know, it's like life. You're going to come across stuff like that. So you got to take good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Go rip it and see what you think of type of thing. You know, you're talking about the devil's elbow and it reminds me of a place down in kind of by Knoll. I think it's the Elk River that's down there. Yeah. There's a big cave. Well, inside the cave is a restaurant and bar and they're kind of the I same have never way. been there. I have heard people talk about that. Yeah. It's an amazing little place and they kind of do the same thing. They cater to bikers a little bit and Huge parking lot for people to get in and park. So I think what you're talking about is the uh, Bluff Dwellers Cave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's they're it, just man. south of Knoll, yep. off of uh, Highway 59. 59, yeah. Just a little south of Elk Creek? River. It's Elk the, River. Yep, it's the Elk River, big river. So when you ride down there, you get across it. And then um, something I absolutely love about it is you know, one of my favorite rides is riding where the road is covered by some trees, whatever. For some reason, it's the canopy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are the best. So as you head down 59, there's a part when you cross Elk River, you get to see the river. It opens up. It's real big and wide right there. There's a lot of attractions, you know, canoeing, camping, crap like that. 
But as you cross the river for a couple of miles, the, the bluff side actually overhangs the highway. Really? So as you're riding, you're riding under a bluff that goes out over the highway and then it's cut back up over. Um, it doesn't attach to the other side, but it just hangs out over it. And I just love stuff like that. So if you're heading south out of Knoll, which is in the southwest corner of the state of Missouri. Yeah. yeah. And like you say, you're going down into Arkansas. You'll come through Knoll on Highway 59, and then oh, at a mile or two, you're going to come across Creek Road. Mm-hmm. And then you'll it'll kind of cut off, if you're going south, it'll cut off to the right. And there's a lot of signage, I'm sure. There is, and it's it you literally... Take that Creek Road, and it'll take you right to it. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's, I mean, it's right there. You can see it as you're riding off of 59. Can you? Yeah, there's just a little hole, little entrance into this place, and then it opens way back up, and that's where you actually go in and sit down. There's outdoor seating. They have the adult beverages? They do. Beverages for adults only, like Lipton iced tea, Brisk Baby, you know, stuff like that. Lemonade? <laughs> Definitely lemonade. It's hot in the Ozarks, right? Sure. Well, that'd be a cool place to go to. I'll, we'll have to try that when we go down south. Yeah, man. Um, and usually for my birthday, we we always, me and the, the crew get together and we go for a ride. And I think that's going to be one of the next places that we go. Well, I'm looking at you stupefied because... You've never you, been? You have a crew? It's the crew of like-minded people. You and I... Eh, not so like-minded that's because you're a young whippersnapper I'm a whippersnapper. yeah yeah i like i don't my, have time for that nonsense I like my skinny jeans and bandanas draped all over everything with my loafers you know who are you trying to stuff kid? Like that. <laughs> and your three-piece suit from the monday through friday yeah buddy <laughs> my hair slicked back yep my uh, handlebar mustache grown out and curled up on the ends exactly you know how it goes. i do but yeah man that's a dope road and it's actually you know we go to blues bikes and barbecue all the time every which way that i've ever went that road right there is my favorite road which is way out of the way by the way like we stayed in silent from our Springs. location that seems like that it really is uh it's really a, not kind that. of a detour to get to blues bikes and barbecue yeah but we were staying in silent springs that year because you know yeah it's fun to stay down in fayetteville for that ride or that Good rally luck with that if you don't yeah advance yeah um, so we we always like to stay in the outlying areas. Mainly two reasons. One is we can do what we want when we want, you know, off the beaten path a little bit. Plus, to get to all the crap you want to go down there and see, it's a ride. It's a motorcycle ride. So you get to see kind of the back country of the rally. In- well, coming from where we're located, uh, our base area, it's a it's a good ride just to get to that point. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, we're talking about three three and a half hours. Yeah is about what it takes to get down there in every which way that you go. It's about the same amount of time. Yeah. But this particular one, we were staying in Salem Springs. Um, it's just, it's, it's literally right there. Arkansas, Oklahoma state line. It's split. You go through the other side of town and you're in Oklahoma. You come to this side of town and you're in Arkansas. Right. Um, but there's a big casino down there too. So just into Oklahoma, which is, is kind of neat if you're into that sort of, not that we would ever consider gambling. Yeah, I gamble on myself, but I hate the idea of losing money. So, yeah. you know, I'll, I'm more, instead of going putting $5 into a slot, I'm more like, I bet you $5 I can chug this in so much time. Or I bet you 100 bucks I can knock you out in one punch, and I'll bet you 100 bucks you can't do that to me. So that's the type of gambling that I like. <laughs> I haven't been gambling since I went to Vegas. Back then, the mob ran the joint. 
Yeah. <laughs> Old school Vegas. That's a little bit different style than it is now, yeah. I think. For sure. I thought you were gambling with like I'm STDs. gambling with life right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. smart ass. <laughs> like, I bet if I do this, I won't come back with one. I'm gambling just to stand up upright, having to trip over things in my own damn living room. <laughs> yeah. Good thing the couch was plastic covered so you didn't bleed over everything. How many checks a year do you write for five dollars? You like birthday gifts, things like that. Just five dollar check. Seriously? <laughs> None. <laughs> Bullcrap. Bull None. Crap. Watching. I rarely write a check. Andy Griffith and Murder She Wrote. I already referenced that. I In am, the heat of the listen, night. I am. Uh, I can't stand any of those shows. I'm much more modern. If you'll look on my uh, DVR. In fact, just this morning, I recorded two Drag episodes queens. of Gunsmoke. <laughs> Gunsmoke. Not just any Gunsmoke, the old Gunsmoke yeah. when they were only a half hour long yeah. back in the 50s. It's howdy duty time now. It's howdy. Do, don't mock the dude. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Uh, where's Tonto at? Yeah. I never liked him either. But, you know, we kind of we kind of knocked riding in the Ozarks for some of the backwoods hillbillies that are around here. Which we all But that, are, to me, that's movie. part of the, the, yes. the thrill of it. That's part of the excitement. That's the draw. Not knowing it. what you're going to, that's the draw. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go to metro areas and it's all the same people doing all the same crap, the same everything. Why would you come down from Chicago to ride in the Ozarks just to see people that you can find in Chicago? Right, right. That's dude. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. You know, the, these are some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet in your entire life. I really honestly believe that. Absolutely. You know, good-hearted people that, you know, if you're broke down, you break down in the city somewhere, you go knock on someone's door. It's kind of sketch, you know. You don't know. They don't know what they're getting. They don't know what you are, so they have a different feeling for you. Shoot around here, you break down, or, you know, stop to just sit on the side of the road for a second to catch your breath or whatever. Shit, you're most likely going to get caught in a couple-hour-long conversation. Like they're your best friend or you've right. known them all your entire life. That's perfect, too, because that's just exactly the way it is. Yeah. You all right? Is there something wrong with you? Can we help you? Yeah. It'll almost annoy you with how many people stop to see if you're okay. Yeah. You know, something else I love about riding in the Ozarks, I'm attracted to like rivers, lakes, streams, things like that. Well, we got a, a surplus of them. There's a lot of them around. But the cool thing. Three. Yeah. The cool thing about riding in like. If you're that dude that rides in camps and rides in camps and rides in camps around here, it's nothing for you to literally pull up at a river or a creek or what have you where there's a nice bridge. Usually around all the bridges, there's a pull-off spot because everybody around here goes to the rivers. You know, right. It's not like going to a big lake or Lake Havasu or something like that. So there's a spot. Shoot, it's, it's nothing. There's no problem. There's no fines. There's no issues with pull your bike over. Camp on the riverbank right there if you want to. And nobody will bother you generally. Yeah, most of the time, not at all. So it's kind of cool because we're kind of caught in a yesteryear type of situation where everybody else has progressed to all this new, you know, KOAs, YMCAs, campgrounds. You have to pay to go in there and camp. And while you're in there camping, there's only so much stuff that you can do, which is great if you like that. But around here, man, it, it's nothing. Hell, you can just pull off on the side of the road about anywhere. A term that I'm not fond of, but it, it, it applies. It's old school. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit old school. You know, and around here, you know, we've been we've been out just back road and things like that. And you just feel like you got nothing else to do. So you just pop a squat on the side of the creek there. Go fishing. Cook up your fish. Whatever you catch. Whatever it might be. You know, you might find somebody else that's doing the same thing, and then pretty soon, you know it, you're sharing beer and sharing stories and great time, and then you leave with a new best friend that you'll never see again, probably. I mean, that's just, 
it's a fact of life around here. And what you're saying is absolutely true. Just, I mean, that's very, very accurate. But then you got guys like me. <laughs> yeah. Get away from me. Wearing your cutoff sleeve shirts and all your leathers and stuff like that. Talking about if you could read this, the bitch fell off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uptight people. You realize what kind of beating I would take from my wife if I had some kind of sticker like that? Gal is five foot one, weighs all of nothing. Oh, she'd she, tear you up. Oh, like a badger. Up one side and down the other. For Challenge even. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me show you what I could do. And your wife is about the same way. And, and she's so tiny, she's called fun size. Yeah, yeah. But she ain't fun if you cross her. <laughs> Hells no, man. Heck no. I didn't get to be this age by crossing that woman. No. She's a pistol. She keeps, everybody thinks I'm the sketchy one. It's She's the sketchy one. You know, she'll cut you with a smile type of thing. <laughs> and a school counselor. Yep. She can help you out with all the trauma she just caused you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's an amazing woman, man. Yeah, she pretty, she's pretty good old gal. Awesome. Well, until the next time we get together, what do you want to do? Uh, ride motorcycles. All right. We'll leave it at that. Till next time.